So we have gone from a two-month break to a two-week break. Yes. And last week was my fault. I'll take full credit. My schedule was a disaster to midterms. Uh, this is the worst month of the year annually for me. Uh, hockey's still going on there in the tail end. Lacrosse is starting up. That's my spring sport among the other spring sports that are starting up. Now we've got another person down on the Odd Man Out podcast. This is becoming his and hers from ESPN really quick because it's just me and Alexa today. You're not uh, even the Odd Man Out. I, I, I know. We are I'm equally not. out. If you're wondering where Ella is, she did not leave us. She is just out for the week because of two reasons. One, and this is a congratulations to her, she's doing stuff for the Big Ten. Uh, it was either the men's or the – I think it's the women's swimming competition in Purdue. So she's doing stuff for the Big Ten Network for that. But more importantly for our health, uh, she is no bueno. And before you even get started, no, it's not alcohol-related. I'm not going to even go down – that path again. That was that was a joke that just went way, way off course. It was all you, um, I, and it was all me. I'll take credit for, or I'll take the blame for it rather. But um, yeah, she's not healthy. It's not good. She, there was an incident with she does babysitting. She didn't know the kids were sick, and that's that's not cool either. So I mean, we were uh, in our lecture the other day for our communications class that we're in. This was Tuesday, and you were busy doing whatever because you don't need to go. Uh, Ella showed up, and she did not stop coughing the entirety of the hour and a half that we were in that lecture. Like, there was no reason for her to be there. Like, she needs to get better. I hope she does. But she's not here today. That's why she's out. So uh, (laughs) it's just me and Alexa today. Another episode of the Odd Man Out podcast, minus uh, pretty much everybody right now. Let's get started. Before we get into our NHL 100 beef, I wanted to talk to you about that. I had two weeks to think about it. (laughs) Valentine's Day. Now, we need to talk about something before the question I wanted to pose to you. You didn't know that there was even such a thing as heart-shaped pizza? I mean, I heard someone mention it, but I didn't realize it was like a thing TM. Papa John's, Pizza Hut. Ever, anywhere on social media. I mean, there's other things than Trump going on right now. But, well, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, or belated happy Valentine's Day. We hope you enjoyed it, or if you're the type of person that doesn't even want to deal with it, which most people are, uh, happy it's over. Now, let me pose this question to you, Lexi. The more annoying type of person or group of people, the couples that shove their shit in front of you on social media on Valentine's Day or the people that celebrate the Singles Awareness Day by talking about, oh, another Valentine's Day I'm single or, oh, I don't need a man, I don't need a woman, this, that, the other thing. Uh, so your thoughts on that? It's, that's a really tough call. Mm-hmm. They are both very annoying groups of people. Honestly, I think maybe... We don't talk about it outside of the chocolate aspect, and then Valentine's Day is great. My parents sent me a little Valentine's Day care package with a ton of chocolate, and it was the greatest thing ever. So, you know, these people who complain about Valentine's Day, they're wrong. And just think of it as chocolate day if it makes it better. 
But the, oh, man, I don't know. The number of Instagram posts of quote-unquote happy couples, that was a little much. Is it the most annoying day of the year? Well, if you're single. Because, I mean, if you're in a relationship, I mean, I guess you can get a little excited for it, knowing that you're going to go out to dinner. That's what I did and exchanged gifts and whatnot. It was fine. It was a good time. Um, But, yeah, I can see that there's definitely advantages to both. One, the financial aspect. You're going to save some money. Hell, you could even go to CVS the next day and just rack up on all the 50% candy off, which is what a lot of people do. I mean, even if you're in a relationship, that's what you still should do. Yeah, that's the point of Valentine's Day. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. So with that, we're going to get into our NHL 100 beef. If you missed our last episode (laughs) from two weeks ago, we're going to try to get on a regular schedule with these things. I know I'm pretty clear the rest of the way out here. Last week was kind of, again, just a mess. But our last episode... Lexi posed a challenge to me to find somebody more overrated on the NHL 100 list, the 100 so-called greatest players. So-called. So-called, and that's the key, and we're going to touch on that. More than Jonathan Taze. Now, Joe Pavelski, Jerome McGinley, Mark Recchi was a big name that was left off, and that was at the top of every snub list out there. Joe Thornton, of course. Um. I'm just going to sit Spaghetti here okay. and defend Jonathan Tace. He's on there. He should be on there. Three Stanley Cups. And I had two weeks to think about it, and I'm going to love to see your response because I think the only reason you're upset about it is because your boy Gino didn't get, get on it. That's not the only reason. Okay. Well, my point is I was talking about it with our boy Dylan Tyre, who was working on Ohio State hockey things. He's posting stuff for Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. He's doing a great job with that. It, I had two weeks, but I figured it out in five minutes. And h- here it is. In the same sense that Corey Crawford is our generation's Chris Osgood, minus the scoring dominance, minus the offensive talent that Steve Eiserman had, Jonathan Taze is our generation's Steve Eiserman even though we got to witness Stevie Y for a while. I, I noticed the disgust on your face. But here, guy's got three cups already. I don't think he's done. I think he's going to get another. I really do. I think I, the, the Hawks will cup, squeeze out one cup, more. That's such a terrible argument. Cups are so? a team accomplishment. They are. And he's I just, a hell of a hockey but player. That's, but that's the only thing people point to when they say that, oh, Taves is the best, is the cups. But... Jerome McGinley, how many 30-goal seasons? Like a dozen 30-goal seasons? How many 30-goal seasons has Taves had? Thornton does deserve to be on that list. McGinley deserves or, to be I on that list. I meant In 10 years, who's to say we're not going to have another uh, list, uh, the NHL 110, and then there's going to be another 10 snubs from that. Malkin, yeah, sure, he belongs on that list. I hate lists. I, I went on a rant about this last time. I hate these things because people get up in arms about nothing, and I'm going to point the finger at myself. I was walking on the way here, and I thought, Alexa getting fired up about this is like me getting fired up about my Browns whatever that they bring up. I get fired up about everything. And they, honestly, I it think it's matter. less about Malkin not being on the list, which makes absolutely no sense considering he's won every award you major award in the NHL 
and he's consistently at the top of the league offensively. And it's more about Taves. I, it's, I've just always felt this way about Taves. I think I, he's a great two-way center, and he, he's one of the best two-way centers in the league, and that's why he's always up for Selkie consideration. But I, I don't think that being good defensively is enough to be put in the same category as the all-time greats. It, I just, it doesn't. Here's where it might be right a bit me. on your side. It might have been premature. Yeah. And that someday. With the way his career has gone, he should be on that list. Right. You don't know where he's going to end up. You don't know what's going to happen. He could be gone tomorrow. Hopefully not because I like watching him play. It might have been premature because it is what it is right now. There are guys that definitely deserve to be on that list, but people saw the body work and more so the Stanley the Cups. Cups. Again, doesn't have a list. cup. Again, doesn't have one. Thornton doesn't have one. Recky, yeah, he, He's done quite a lot there, but if anything, maybe we can agree to disagree or meet in the middle in that it was a bit premature on that. I think that's probably the thing that's – I agree. That's probably the thing that's the most bothersome. If you look at someone like Crosby Ovechkin, based on their body of work that they've already done, they deserve to be in there. I think – I don't think Taves has done enough yet, but we'll see. We will see. Our next topic today, Claude Julien, gone from Boston back to Montreal. This is an all-time great move. Uh, I love it. 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 Regardless of, I mean, obviously the Canadians wanted him, but part of me wants to believe they just took him to take him back. I don't don't know about you, but this is an all-time great move, especially if they go on and win the Cup. That would be just That oh, would be it's the second time it's that delicious. the team that fired Michelle Terry in midseason went on to win a cup. Perfect. So. His stock goes up a million bajillion percent if the Habs win the cup because this just happened with your Penguins. And he is quickly, if this happens again, he will become the good luck Chuck of the NHL. I don't know if you ever saw that shitty Dane Cook romantic comedy with Jessica Alba. Good luck, Chuck. Did you? No. I don't think so. So the, the premise is Dane Cook plays a guy that goes around and gets with women, but the relationships never last. And when the one-night stand or whatever is over, or people just end up sleeping with him just so the next guy that they date, they get married. Mm. So in essence... People are just going to hire Michelle Terrien just to fire and pick up somebody new, and boom, Stanley Cup. So Terrien's stock's going to go up like a thousand percent. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate troll move to Boston, too. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about it was just the reaction of Boston fans. Absolute devastation. Did you see it coming? No. No, not at all. I, I mean, yeah, the Habs are struggling lately, but they're still first place in their division. It's very rare to see a team that's first place in their division fire their coach. And I was also thinking about it over the summer, you know, that trade with PK for Weber. You trade PK Subban because Michelle Terrian doesn't like him, mm-hmm. and then you fire 
the coach. This, I, 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 that move still and with bothers Julian, me in a lot of I mean, ways, but it's just it looks even worse in retrospect. And it's not because Weber's not having a great season, which he is, but, I mean, moving forward. Right, and with Julian, it's not like Boston was all that horrible this year either. It's just they there's been a sense that they've wanted him out for a while now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only won them a cup and been one of the all-time successful coaches there in history. So, I mean, wow, it's going to be it's going to be fun to see this play out. Now, I did think of something else in that you have Michelle Michelle Terrian or Claude Julian rather, who was with Montreal, Boston, back to Montreal. You know who the next Montreal coach will be based on that logic? Who? Alain Vigneault. Think about that. You want me to pull up the hockey DB right now while you ruminate on that? Um, go for it. All right, I'll go uh, for it. But, I mean, yeah, while I do that, you just uh, – Montreal, Boston, the rest of the way out, I mean – just more on that move while I look this I mean, thing up. Montreal's going to make the playoffs regardless. They have the best goalie in the league. Uh, offensively, I don't, there's not much there beyond Pacioretty, but a lot of that is they're getting old. So thank you for buying me some time there. <laughs> <laughs> so people forget this. Alain Vigneault, head coach of the Montreal Canadiens from 97 I did forget that. to 2000. Made the playoffs a few times, or once to be in fact, out of the playoffs the next two. That's probably why he got fired. Mm-hmm. PEI, Manitoba, Vancouver, and then now the New York Rangers. So based on that logic, Alain Vigneault will be the next coach of the Montreal Canadiens. How awesome would it be if I were to predict that? I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, if you want to go with that, that's fine. That's how I'm going to roll. All right. I'll accept it. The God himself, Yarmir Yager, 1,900 points last night. On his 45th birthday. On his 45th birthday. Uh, Alexa, how much longer is this guy going to go? Forever. Forever. I, I'm convinced at this point. I, I feel like Yager is the type of guy who will just keep playing because he thinks it's funny that he's still playing. <laughs> like, it's, he, he loves it, you know? I think he's still very young at heart, and his well, legs haven't left him yet. So. What helps is that he's kind of, in a way, married to the game. To my knowledge, he's still single. I'm pretty sure he has, like, a 22-year-old girlfriend or something because, yeah. you know, young he, at heart, right? He, he does whatever. You could take pictures of him when you're sleeping or after you're done sleeping with him and post him wherever. He doesn't care about yeah. that, as we found out. Just a dude that loves life, more importantly, loves hockey and I mean, you haven't seen anything like this, obviously, since Gordie Howe. I think he's going for. I think he's going to go for the record for the oldest player to step foot on NHL ice. I, I, I believe it. Gordie was sixty-nine, just because he played one shift that one game at the end of his. Yeah, Yager is going to be seventy and still I, out. I, so I'm looking at it right now. I don't know this off the top of my head. Obviously, eighteen hundred ninety-seven career points. Obviously, he's not going to catch. Gretzky and Gretzky did it in way less games than Yarmir has played right now. And who's That's, he's at nineteen hundred now? It's always so. yeah. It, it's always funny to think what would have happened if he didn't go over. Or yeah, my bad, nineteen hundred. Um, this is this website I'm looking at isn't updated right now, but uh, 
it's always funny to think, what if he didn't go back across the pond? He still wouldn't have caught Gretzky, but points left on the table. It, it, and another thing I think you could disagree with me on this. I never think of him as – obviously he is a legend, but he's never a guy that I needed to get a ticket to see. Like if Wayne Gretzky was coming to town – I want to go see him, or if, I mean, Mario Lemieux was coming to town, I would want to go see him. I've never thought of him in that sense. I mean, he plays for Florida, but still. See, I guess it's different being from Pittsburgh, because Yager is a legend there in many ways. Some good, some bad, some a little bit of both in terms of off-ice reputation. But in my mind, he was always a legend, actually. So he has the uncanny ability he has to possess the puck. I think that's, you know, one of those little things that maybe a casual fan isn't going to buy a ticket to go see him. But people that love the game and just how strong he is on his skates. And it's like he makes little things that are not easy look super effortless. It's fun to watch, and it's fun to think about him in the context of this guy is 45 years old, and he's still... And the broken record, something you hear all the time, he's done it across different eras, and Mm -hmm. this being the toughest, not only because of his age, but because the game's so freaking fast nowadays, and he's still able to do it. Back then, obviously, goaltenders a little bit weaker. Play was a little bit slower. A lot more physicality than he, what you see today. He did it in the dead puck era, too. He, he, he's done it in every era that he's played in. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, last thing I want to touch on related to Yager. You think he might end up in a Vegas uniform one day? He would love that. Oh, you think he would love it? I think he would love it. You th- I mean, he's in Florida. He he's... likes. I think he's in Florida because he likes the weather, but he'd like the weather in Nevada, and I think he's the type of guy who would thrive in Vegas. <laughs> I think he'd love it. Thrive. Winkity wink, wink, wink. Um, let's head over to the stand. This is obviously a heavy hockey podcast right now, uh, us two being big hockey people. And to be honest, there's really – not a heck of a lot. I don't really want to touch on the Oakley stuff because Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, it, it's done. It's been a few weeks. Kind of tired of all the Patriots. Blah blah blah. Um, there's really not a heck of a lot to touch on college basketball. It's that's probably been the best of the not hockey stuff for us going on right now because of the parody going on right there. And if anything, it distracts us from Ohio State basketball because. I don't know about you. I just kind of want the season to be over with. It's oh my God. like an yes. animal that got hit by a car and is kind of dying on the side of the road. I just want the season to be done. Whether they go to the they, – they're predicted or projected as an NIT team. They'll play yeah. Akron in the first they're round again or something. Uh, going to the Big Ten Championship in D.C., so mm. that'll be something at least. Have fun with that. As spring training starting up, I don't really – care about baseball to be honest with you until june that's that's kind of my yearly routine same where last year being an exception because i was with the clippers and fun times baseball in april and may 
I don't think there should be baseball in April anyways. 162 games is ridiculous. But back to my point, I don't really care about baseball until the Stanley Cup is over. Once the Stanley Cup is done, baseball season starts for me. Yep. How are the Indians doing? Where are we at? That's where I figure out everything to go. And uh, I have a little time to do so because there's like 100 games left. Mm-hmm. Baseball season doesn't start until hockey season's over. How the Buckos shaping up? <laughs> LOL. Well, one, one positive is that Marte is going to be moved to center field okay. this year, which is... A very good thing because he is by far the best outfielder the Pirates have in every conceivable way. And Andrew McCutcheon doesn't get to be the center fielder just because he's a of his name, the way it has been the past two years. So hot takes. Yeah. Hot I, takes. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I think it's just reality. But it'll be interesting to see how that works out. To see how everything with McCutcheon resolves itself. I don't expect much from the Pirates, but I never do. So. And, you, and on the flip side, you don't need to hear me babble on about the Indians. You're going to hear enough of that as it is. I expect a World Series this year. NHL standings, let's get right to it. Um, first thing I want to touch on, the Washington Capitals, how good they've been. But this year, it's been toned down a lot just because of how boring it is at this point. They load up. They are in first place in the league. Again, uh, I, I don't even know what else there is to touch on with these guys because they're just they just do this every year. They have an incredible regular season. Is it the Caps year? That's a discussion every single year. I, I, and I, every single yeah. year, the answer remains that they have to prove it in the playoffs. And every single year, they don't. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be different. Maybe not. Maybe not. The Columbus Blue Jackets are in third place in the Metro. Are you going to the game tomorrow? Pittsburgh's in town. I am going to the game tomorrow. Should be a fun one. I am not going because I'm an idiot because I always schedule Big Ten Network things way in advance. And by the time I realize what I'm doing in any specific week, I go, oh, crap. Now I can't go to the game. Anyways, it's... uh, I heard it was sold. Are you going Student Rush? Yeah, we're going to do Student Rush. I hope they give tickets. They said it was sold out yesterday. They said that they would do the line. Good. Okay. I believe. Good. Because, I mean, it's going to be a great game tomorrow. I can't wait to at least hopefully catch some of it. Maybe I'll throw on the iPad or catch a peek on my phone during the volleyball game tomorrow. That's where I'm at. OSU should dominate Quincy for their 37th win in a row. Men's volleyball team is ridiculous right now. But the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, went on the streak they have come down to earth as everyone expected they would. They are now 36-15-5, tied with the Penn 77 points, second and third in the Metro. If you're the Blue Jackets, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Hockey wants to see Columbus-Pittsburgh first round, I would think. You're tired of the Blue Jackets fans in general in this so-called rivalry BS because Pittsburgh has so many rivals right now. But if you're the Jackets... Objectively, try to take bias out of this. Who do you want, Pittsburgh, or do you want to fall down into the wild card spot occupied by the Rangers right now, so you can go play Carey Price and the Canadians? Mm. Still a long way to go. We've got uh, twenty-six games for the Jackets. That's tough. That's a that's a tough question. Carey Price is 
very good are the rest of the Canadians. I don't know. How's, then that's the thing. How's Julian going to change things there? Is it going to be better? Is it going to be turmoil? And this is coming from a Jackets a fan who is currently disregarding the blowout this season, disregarding any wins against Pittsburgh this season because, as we all know, playoff hockey is a different animal. The Penguins have been there, done that. They're the champs for a reason. So you either go at a goaltender or you go at your so-called rival right now. But I guess it's like this. is The difference between Carey Price and Matt Murray more significant than the difference between the penguin skaters and the canadian skaters mm-hmm. um i don't i don't think it is i think ultimately murray's good enough that it the canadians are still the easier uh go around because you don't have to face off three lines that go crosby malk and kessel let me ask you this I know you're going to pick the Pens in a Pens-Jacket series, obviously. Mm-hmm. How many games do you think a Pens-Jacket series will go? Who or and or who wins in a Montreal Blue Jacket series? How many games does that go? I'd say Penguins in six against okay. the Jackets, I think. That's definitive we'll, then because it's not seven. They'll have home ice and I yeah I I just don't see the jackets beating the penguins yet uh in Columbus Montreal I could that's tough because if Carey Price is playing at his very 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 best it could be over shortly if Carey Price is playing good but not great then it could go seven that that one's a toss-up and it all depends on price I as much, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Max Pacioretty. Weber's having a good season. But I don't have that much confidence in Montreal skaters. And even with Jackets, Canadians, I'm still, like I did with the Penguins uh, a minute ago, I'm disregarding the regular season right now. Oh, yeah. But just watching it in person, the Jackets top to bottom are a better team than Montreal. They really are. I, I firmly believe that. You, you just, the just, depth. Oh, it's just a matter of how well price plays so having that said let's go to one other standings topic that i wanted to get to pick a team that currently isn't in that's going to get in and in the east it's a lot more complicated than it is the west you got toronto with the second wild card spot at 63 part or 63 points Philly 61, the Islanders, and Florida 60, New Jersey, Buffalo 58. Hell, if you want to throw Tampa Bay, Carolina 57, 55. I'm not ruling Tampa out of it yet. Interesting. I'm not ruling Tampa out of it yet. The Leafs are not making the playoffs. That is (laughs) me saying that right now, my prediction. The Leafs will not make the playoffs. I think Philly, Florida, and Tampa – have a chance for that second wild card spot. I don't have much faith in the Islanders. Either. Nor do I. So, Tampa, it, it's not looking so hot for them right now, but Islanders a, have a hot issues. streak, and they're back in it. The Islanders have to find a building. 
<laughs> let alone get themselves into the playoffs. In the West, you got somewhat of a tight battle up top, but it's not as close as the East. You got Nashville 62, Calgary 61. There's your wild card. Uh, Los Angeles 60, and then I'll throw two more, Vancouver, Winnipeg with 56, but I don't know if either of those two are going to make the playoffs. What about Dallas? I don't see it. I really don't. Dallas they should is. be so much better. Dallas than they really are. should. It constantly just grates on my nerves that Dallas isn't a powerhouse yet. They just need to fix. Got the personnel, defense. no goaltending again. That doesn't help. I I like the West. You think the it's going to stick West as it looks. is. I want Calgary in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make it, but I want them there. The last time they were in the playoffs, it was really entertaining. Remember who's coming back for L.A. soon? I don't think it's going to matter. You don't think Jonathan Quick will make a difference for L.A.? No. I think that their goaltending has been fine without him. I don't think... It's been fine. I don't think their goaltending has lost them any games. It's been fine, but I mean... Sometimes the mentality of a team just shifts. and it's, I mean, we've seen it before. It's, but it's we've not seen like, it before. It's not like the Kings are suddenly going to start scoring. Like, But they start they winning. They don't know how. That's the big fear with the Kings. You, you let them in, and you don't know. I'm telling you. I, I like the way the standings if you, if you are pick, in the West. Wait, scroll you, down. What, the Wild, are they... Oh, Wilder dominant. Number one in yeah. the Central. That is crazy. It's looking like another Blues Blackhawks series, like it is My favorite every year. Yearly. I actually do love that series. I do. I'm a big I fan do. of it. I mean, it was. I hate how playoffs are right now. I'm not a big change guy as it is. I wish it was still one through eight. But if anything. I love my annual Blues Blackhawks series, and finally St. Louis got it done last year, and it looks like it's going to happen. What again. do we think about the Oilers? <sighs> <laughs> Are they going to crash at the end of the season, or is no, McDavid strong no, enough to push them through? No, no, no. They're they're going to get in, but they're, I don't think they're going to do anything. They they four need or five, they need more. They're losing in four they or need five more. in the first yeah. round if they get in, they're, regardless of who they play. If they, if, if it sticks right now, they're going to play Anaheim first round. And Anaheim, they're I mean, 38-18-10, so they've had better years, I guess. But Anaheim's still, I think, a lot better team than Edmonton. I, I think Edmonton needs to – obviously, they're not going to get their number one or top five draft pick this year. But they they need more on that team. You take McDavid off and they just crash. And that's not a good way to go about it. If you're solely reliant on one player – which doesn't happen in the NHL. Mm-mm. That's yeah. I don't. I don't like the look of Edmonton. They're going to go to the playoffs, but I don't see them getting out of the first round. You picked. But some I would teams not be East. surprised if they crashed. I wouldn't be. And if McDavid gets hurt, then it's over. So. You pick some teams in the East: Philly, Florida, Tampa Bay. I'm going to focus on LA. I think they get in. I think they bump somebody out right now. Uh, it's either going to be Nashville or Calgary because I think Edmonton does I make the playoffs. I want this to be Nashville's year. They're who I'm rooting for in the West this year. You know what's a shame? One thing everybody predicted that has kind of been true in that P.K. Subban goes to Nashville and you don't see him in the spotlight as much as you do in Montreal. It's a shame because he's one of the game's 
best, if not the best personality that the league has. Oh, absolutely. And is, Nashville is just one of those markets. They're a great team. I've heard nothing but good things out of Smashville in terms of what they do for hockey. But you just don't see them in the spotlight anymore. But, yeah, I think L.A. is going to knock Nashville or Calgary out. Uh, let's get to some trade talk before we move on to the last portion of the podcast here. Uh, you got any thoughts? Deadline less than two weeks away. I hope it's more exciting than last year. You're the I, type of person that follows it I the entire love the day. Trade I don't. Deadline. I don't. I, for whatever reason, I I, just... I would love it more if it was if bold things happen. Which this year, there's a lot of big names on the market. I'm really curious about how the Colorado situation plays itself out. The Penguins do not need Matt Duchesne or Gabriel Landeskog, but uh, I would love for either of them to come and play left wing on the Penguins. I've heard Shattenkirk to Montreal or Toronto lately. That would be an interesting move. Uh, I still think Ben Bishop might be a Vegas Golden Knight here. I'm just scrolling down. we got the top 20 NHL deadline targets by Brian Compton on NHL.com. Just scrolling through some names. Rudin Vervada, Brian Boyle, Patrick Eves. Stop me if you see anything interesting. Vanek's going to go because the Red Wings are... Uh, How many teams has he been on oh in the last, like... Yeah, let's look that up. He went from Buffalo to Mini to Montreal mm-hmm. to Detroit. Is it four? That's... It's because he's not... He's a depth player. That's all he is. He's not going to be a guy that carries your he team for the most part. He's having a solid year for Detroit. 14 goals, 22 assists. Yeah. Best net front guys. For Outside of that oh, Buffalo I stint. I about the Islanders stint. Yeah. Oh, Islanders fans wow. are pissed about that. I, I, how could I forget about that? That was hilarious. Montreal. They tried to get him. They got him for that cup run and then the wild past couple of years. Now the wings. He's going to go because... This is the first. It's so weird talking about the Wings actually going to get a high draft pick. It's going to be over. It's weird. It's really weird. And it's, uh, I'm not going to have like any pity party for Wings fans. He had 26 years. And Penguins Stanley will have Cubs. the longest active streak. And that's not going away anytime soon at all. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Yaroslav Halak, Brian Gianna, Burroughs, Berglund, Martin Hansel. That's a big name. Yeah. I've heard that name. I've always been a big fan more of More than anybody if except for could, Matt Duchesne. If he could stay healthy, he would be so valuable as a depth player. I'm interested. There's a lot of goalies on that list, and Flurry is not one of them. Who's going to Vegas? I know this is something that's really old. Bishop or Flurry? It's not. It can't be Flurry. He if the Penguins do not trade Flurry by the expansion draft, then Murray is the one going to Vegas because they will be obligated to protect him because of the rules. And I don't think the Penguins want to learn, lose their 22-year-old Cup-winning goaltender for nothing. So. I'm surprised Flurry's not on the list. I don't know if I necessarily expect him to go before the playoffs. They might want to have that for the another cup run to have that personality in the locker room and in case anything happens to Murray, who's ha- run into some injury problems this year, but playing with fire. Ryan Miller back to St. Louis. Oh. <laughs> 
Dallas needs to get on one of these goalies. <laughs> Dallas that's needs. All I know. Jesus, that's what Dallas what is needs. That? Johnny, do you get back on the trade block? Yep. That's just some food for thought. You got anything else on the trade deadline coming up? No. Now, here's probably why I haven't been interested in the trade deadline, because the Wings are either always good from the start of the season. I grew up as a Wings fan until I got acclimated to the Jackets. Um, And then the Jackets themselves, they've never been in it, so I actually hope they do something this year, but their problem, I think, is cap space. It's just exciting. I like the drama. I like following live and the... Breaking news. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So that's that. Uh, Let's hit on a couple of points. I don't know if you have any of our segments or typical segments that you want to touch on, but I have two. And I do have a power move of the week, and it's still as it has been the theme. No. <laughs> no. I got a power move of the week brought to you by Dylan Strom of the Erie Otters. This is fantastic. I've never seen this done before. Apparently it has happened before, and I must have just forgot about it. But Dylan Strom of the Ontario Hockey League's Erie Otters, Arizona Coyotes prospect, he performed something that I just loved. They were taking on the London Knights recently, uh, had his stick literally ripped out of his hands by a London Knight guy. His name, let's see if I can get his name. Uh, Brandon Crowley. Has his stick ripped out of his hands by Crowley as Crowley's stick is on the ice. That's the reason he did it in the first place. Strom goes, he picks up his stick, and ends up scoring a goal in the same shift with it. That is the equivalent of getting dunked on. That's the equivalent of, I mean... Having a home run robbed in baseball, uh, getting leaped over in football like we see Zeke do every other week. Uh, what do you think of the, this move? Uh, it's one of those things where it's just a slap in the face to the other team, and it's hilarious. And it's, I, it's that's it's hard to put into words what it must feel like to watch your own equipment be used against you if you're Crowley your game should be done you you should you should be done your coach should send you off the ice I I think that should be a rule if you get posterized like that I don't think there's anything worse as a hockey player that could happen than another guy scoring with your stick game should be done That's up there. Scoring on your own team is also pretty high up there. I guess Bobby Ryan did it uh, 2010. 2010. Miku Koivu. Has Bobby Ryan done anything since? Uh, Raised some problems with USA Hockey. (laughs) That's about it. Yes. (laughs) And finally, uh, new segment. I have a bone to pick. I saw something on Twitter. I don't get triggered often, but I saw something where my brain, it just locked up. I stared at this tweet for no fewer than 10 seconds. Let me just read it to you. It's from at Tay Sucks on Twitter. <laughs> it's hard to believe that's an actual human being. 
But the tweet was, it's that time of the year again when stores sell these bottom-of-the-barrel flavorless piece of shit things that they have the nerve to call cookies. These cookies, the backbone of America, the sugar cookies, uh. that lightweight, that great frosting with the sprinkles on top. I'm outraged at this tweet, and so were a lot of people. 17,000 retweets, 29,000 likes, 1.3 thousand replies. So people I, were up in arms about it. I don't know if people are necessarily up in arms. They I might agree. So. Do you agree? I, I think the frosting on those cookies How help. dare you? Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far as she did, but... They, there are better cookies out there, and that frosting, there's just something about the taste. and the, It's not even it, the taste. It's the texture of that frosting. You're talking that, about. Oh, no, it's bad. It's, it's bad. just straight sugar. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. all good. How do you not like this stuff? Oh, my Never, God. Uh, when I was, for my 16th birthday... We went to this restaurant. It is no longer there, but it's a restaurant in Pittsburgh called Salt of the Earth. And the I waiter, love that name, by the way, that's great. The name. waiter said something to my mother after she didn't like this drink. That was like some vinegar lemonade tea. I have no clue what it was. And he goes, "That's okay. Never apologize for your palate." And those are words that I've lived by. So how, how can I not like the frosting on those cookies? It doesn't matter. I don't have to apologize because for this my is, palate. I, because this is a staple of America mm. where we currently have the fabric of America changing every single day with our leader not getting off of Twitter. This is a staple. This is something we can fall back on at the end of the day. It's been a long day for us college students. Maybe we were – Stressing out over graduating, need a job. At the end of the day, we can go back to our apartments, lay on the couch, grab these cookies, and be okay. You could also grab any other cookie, ice cream, chips, wings, etc. Blasphemy coming out of your mouth. Just as good. Oh, God. I need Ella's take on this when she comes back. I need this take. Because, uh, look, I'm, I'm just bit... saying there is no way that all of those retweets and likes were angry retweets and likes. I bet you a lot of people, maybe we should do a poll from our Twitter account. That's what I'm going to do. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what we need to do. All right. On that note, another week comes to a close. Next week, we're going to have Ella back. Next week, we are. I wanted to have our guest on when all three of us were on. It's kind of why I held off this week. Um, so hopefully we got a lot of good things coming. But, man, this is a hell of a place to finish. Can't wait to pick it up next week. Have a good weekend, y'all. We're out.